0: Everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Miguel, and I'm joined today by podcast favorite, Vince Monea.
1: Vince, welcome back. How are you? Uh, hey, Nick. you know, Thank you so much, as always, for inviting me on your awesome podcast. Like These are always <laughs> a blast to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to have a third guest today, but I just got my new interface, and I can't figure out how to get the headphones to sound on it. So we're going to work on that when I have actual time and I'm not coming down from the most intense drinking binge of a golf trip
1: just went on. <laughs> and you, you got like uh, another friend coming over later tonight dang you're booked solid
0: I'm booked solid baby you know how I do did mm. another pod did uh we recorded goodwill hunting the palate cleanser for well that sucked last night
1: oh dude um you're uh w- w- shoot darkness falls that was so funny. Yeah,
0: we're getting better, aren't aren't we? Dude, yeah.
1: No, and I actually went back and l- listened to the uh would they call that S Darko? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, and, you know, even in those older episodes, you guys, you know, you, Dylan, and Mitchell, you play off of each other's personalities really well, and it was really funny. But, dude, going from, like, Darkness Falls to that, 100%, you guys have really improved the format and the pacing of, well, that sucked really excellently. We're
0: getting it down to lasting like exactly an hour and a half and we're not yeah. really timing it out it's just going there so we're we're getting our groove on yeah
1: no i'm really impressed
0: yeah so go ahead and on uh by the time you hear this well that sucked episode on goodwill hunting our palate cleanser will be up go ahead and listen to that everybody if you want to hear some uh harvey weinstein jokes some <laughs> some terrible boston accents <laughs> and uh, you know just the the great wiggala dynamic and our yeah. theories that Every movie is essentially a prequel to the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Even Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Especially Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) (laughs) But Vince, before we get too much into the small talk, what are we drinking tonight? Ooh,
1: so today we are drinking a most excellent stuff stellar american double india pale ale from shorts brewery yeah
0: this is a a play on bill and ted right
1: yeah like dude this is awesome you got totally not bill and ted please don't sue us like on the (laughs) front of the bottle here (laughs) <laughs> like doing playing air guitars with their beer bottles while a t-rex the american flag and a bunch of hops float out into space
0: yep this is a double ipa it is 9.3 percent, so this should be a good one can't wait to get to the political segment vince let's oh, I crack know, these right?
1: open yeehaw
0: <laughs> yeah i haven't done this one this strong on a podcast in a while but i saw it there today and i was like this looks like a vince beer cheers cheers I always go for the logos for you.
1: Yeah, thanks. You know me too well. Boy, is
0: that bitch strong. I don't know if I'll even get through all of these today. I don't Dang. know if I should get through all of these. Yeah, today. wow. That
1: is strong. <laughs> mm. You can taste the hops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, what else is new? Anything? Oh, man. Uh, that
0: you can describe in about a
1: minute. Yeah, uh, A lot of... Oh, so, school's back in session for me. My trade school finally restarted classes. I uh, was really happy about that, but it's definitely uh, a challenge getting back in the groove of things.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. No, well, that's good, though. At least uh, you're getting back into the groove, Um. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're back
0: in person at school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must be wild. You're one of the few... Well, I mean... I don't know about the few actually. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going on in this world anymore. <laughs> no one does.
1: Fear number 1 sport. And I'll tell you who really doesn't know what's going on in the world right now and that is Lions head coach Matt Patricia. Ooh, so <laughs> I I want to say I think it's incredibly comforting that given what an absurdly tumultuous, chaotic year 2020 has turned out to be that we can still count on the lions to be failures, to be the lions,
0: baby. And yeah. they are, they are approaching um, a status that is all too familiar from us from the end of the million years where I don't know if we're gonna win a single game, and I can't wait for this goddamn coach to be fired and this goddamn GM to be fired.
1: So, so like, what? So tell me, Nick, because you know I'm, I'm a casual, you know, football fan and you know a lot more... Very
0: casual football fan. Yes, like
1: uh, yes, emphasis (laughs) on the very. Um, But, you know, as someone, you know, you know a lot more of the details than I do. So, why do you think... Maddie Patty is doing performing so like disappointingly.
0: I think that he has the inability to adjust his game plan. Um, mm-hmm. The Lions set a record actually this last game.
1: really? They're the
0: first team to go four games in a row by being up by double digits, only to lose. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost 11 straight games dating back to last season. Uh Um, They just got blown out by Green Bay, which is uh, that does not surprise me. Which is following up a game where they were up, uh, I think, 20 to three against the Bears in their home opener, and somehow lost that game Um, (laughs) in a most Lions' way, of course. But yeah, his defensive scheme, because he's supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach coming from New England, but yeah. most coaches coming from New England don't work out. I don't know why people keep trying to retread them, but um, his defensive scheme is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, He doesn't blitz people, and mm-hmm. we are operating with a bunch of players that Bob Quinn gave us that can't fucking cover receivers. So <laughs> yeah, um, our first round draft pick, the third overall pick, a corner, played absolutely terrible against Green Bay, even though their best receiver got hurt like halfway through. Um,
1: really? And they have
0: a bunch of scrubs on their team other than that for a wide receiver position. Um, yeah, so get this man out of here. Get this GM out of here. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, it'd be the best thing that could happen is if, if uh, the Fords sold the team, but
1: that will never happen because... You know, that's just not how yeah. football works. They're, they're never going to let go of that license.
0: I've never felt more disheartening being a Lions fan than I do now, like where I'm actively rooting against them now. Like, <laughs> and because normally I'm like always like, yeah, even at the beginning seems like, yeah, we're going to do good. You know, like, no, yeah, we got
1: uh, it's every it's a yearly tradition. We we start with determined optimism and watch it slowly get ground away over the course of the season. This
0: is the point where like even looking at the color scheme is just making my stomach turn. Like it's at the point where if if the miracle happened and they did sell the team and they moved the team, I'd be like, what the fuck ever? I don't care. There'll be a team that'll come back back in here eventually and it can't possibly be as bad as what this is.
1: Uh it's and it, it is, um, very uh, confusing and frustrating. Like you mentioned that they, 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 the lions, it's like they start off good. They, they, they get ahead in points and then they blow it. Like it's yeah. so weird. Four games in a row
0: being up by double digits never happened before in the hundred year, 150-year history of the NFL.
1: <laughs> yes, we're setting some records. We're breaking new ground. We are the first team to go
0: undefeated for an entire season, so, you know, <laughs> come on, baby, let's see what
1: else we can do. Yeah, like, you know, it's, we're making history here. <laughs>
0: At least we got that. One of the most fascinating teams in the NFL yeah. of all time, just their ineptitude towards every. Thing,
1: Nick, Nick. Could you imagine living in the New England area, like you know Boston, Massachusetts? You know, well, I just Maine. watched Goodwill Hunting, like, so yeah. Like, <laughs> can you imagine uh, living in that area and just being like, dang? What I wouldn't give to be able to to be able to study the the, the lions in more close proximity.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, shout out to um, former podcast guest Kelly Griffin for growing up in Boston and getting to witness greatness forever. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the closest thing I could think of is the Red Wings' dominance in the. Yeah, uh, they were late nineties really to the uh, to like to the, around two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um, which was great, but you know, football reigns supreme um, mm-hmm. across America for some reason. Even though basketball is the best sport, but. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just so frustrating. All the Detroit sports teams are so bad,
1: and it's 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 weird. Like it's boggling. It's boggling how we we have. Such such these sports, these teams. You know the the Pistons, the Tigers, the Lions, the Red Wings. They have such loyal fan, uh, such a loyal fan base. Yeah, they have so many people who love and support them. They have such a a rich history being in the Detroit area, and well, they- Detroit is like um one of the most
0: like one of the biggest sports cities in the world because we got yeah. all four sports and we got like yeah. nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, We really do We
1: we got well yeah we got I was gonna say we got the renaissance center too but I mean it's I no to- conventions this year because of COVID. So yeah it's just sports. I tried to get
0: onto the roof of there once but it did not work. Oh sad face. i ruined my card key didn't know where my hotel room was and had to get a ride home somehow with with Sean <laughs> classic Nick and Sean uh, mess around <laughs> uh
1: fun fun some fun Detroit adventures oh, god yeah like it's like i remember uh you know i i n- you know, obviously it's not going to be a thing this year but i love the detroit uh, anime convention Yumicon. Yeah, and it's so fun you know being dressed like all kinds of crazy cartoon nonsense and riding the people movers and then you get that one or two like normal people who get on the people mover and they're all surrounded by like naruto cosplayers and just they're <laughs> so confused yeah, yeah. they're so confused Like, I, I, yeah. like, I
0: really want to go to one of those and be Dr. Manhattan but I really got to get in shape for that
1: <laughs> oh man uh, that would be interesting <laughs> <laughs> We're also coming up... Hey, if, if girls can do quiet cosplays, men, boys can do a Dr. Manhattan cosplay. There we go,
0: baby. Um, also, we're coming off one of the most um, injury-ridden weeks in the NFL and NFL history, especially in terms of star power. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. Cortland Sutton tore uh, their ACL. Christian McCaffrey uh, is out for. He's on the IR with a a high ankle sprain. Michael Thomas has already been hurt. It's it's a weird year because there was no training camp this year because of mm-hmm. COVID and whatnot. So yeah. I don't know if that cor- if that's just correlation or ca- causation, but because um, there's injuries every year. But it's weird because these are the star players, like the t- people taken at the tops of fantasy drafts, a player that I took in a lot of my leagues. And, Aww.
1: You know, just a terrible year for sports. At least we got basketball going on, though. Well, and, and so... Uh, You know, when I'm on YouTube, um, most of the time, you know, YouTube uh, likes to, you know, YouTube, you'll be watching a video and they'll be like, you know, recommended, you know, to the right. So they YouTube likes to recommend a lot of very alt right videos to me. Right. And. Um, every once in a while, I'll watch some of those just to see see what's up in the hate space. Um, <laughs> and uh, so one thing I've been seeing recently is like uh, um, uh, some like, you know, alt-right YouTubers, you know, talking about how uh, it's awesome that the NFL is you know like has its lowest ratings ever because they're like more progressive now I something like so what uh do you, are you familiar with this i think like, they just
0: had one of their highest rating monday night football games in a long time so i think that's just a bunch of bullshit but yeah I've, I've heard people talking like oh I'm, good like even in my uh my dad hosts like i'm uh like a suicide pool every year which is like Basically you pick a game every week that you think's like a guaranteed to win mm-hmm. and the last one standing, uh wins all the money. Um <laughs> this guy posted in there is like, uh sorry, I'm boycotting sports this year. I'm like, Okay, fuck fucking go ahead. <laughs> you you won't be missed. <laughs> You're boycotting sports because of uh injustices about uh black people getting killed by cops and having no repercussions from it. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you just wave your white supremacist flag? Come on.
1: Yeah, just just start start wearing your Klan robes out in public. At this point, get out of the closet, man. Come on. Oh, what
0: a world! Yeah. Oh, I mean, we'll get to the sad, sad, terrible news of everything that's been going on in the political segment when we're nice and drunk. But you know, all these leagues are taking up all this action, and you know, um, NBA ratings have been down. Um, they've been doing the most uh, of everything because their players literally threatened to boycott if they didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they
0: stopped a game, even like
1: um, yeah, good for them.
0: And like uh, we're willing to forfeit. But the other team was like, "No, you're not forfeiting. We're, we'll just both not play." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, peop- that their ratings been down, but I don't think it's because of that i think it's because it's the pandemic uh they have their games on earlier in the day now because they're trying to finish like the season out you mm-hmm. know now now they're i think they're getting back up in the rating because there's only four teams left but um bubble ball is what i is what people are calling uh the nba season because they're in a bubble <laughs> so in in orlando you mm-hmm. know to uh make sure no one gets covid yeah and um it's been fucking fantastic like really yeah um we got L- the LA Lakers going up against the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets just won last night and we got Miami Heat going up against the Boston Celtics my personal uh favorite to win, who I want to win I should say. I think favorite to win is the Lakers but because mm-hmm. they have the king, LeBron James. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's essentially what's going on in the sports world. Baseball still happening. Tigers are one game away from being eliminated. Eliminated? Like
1: they- You d- what what what? <laughs> what? The Tigers are doing badly. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Wow. They actually did better
0: this year than they were expected to,
1: <laughs>
0: which sucks because, you know... they Le-
1: Worst draft picks in the next season.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Red Wings and Pistons both didn't get to play in either of their bubbles because they weren't good enough to even have a chance at making the playoffs. <laughs> Over on the hockey side of things, the Stanley Cup playoffs have started. It's the Lightning versus the Stars. I mean, I have not been watching much of Hockey Bubble Ball or Bubble Puck, um, but, you know... I don't know. There's bigger shit going on. And I'm busy, okay? We already we already know this.
1: hmm <laughs> hmm We all have a lot going on this year.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the worst year ever. Yeah. Subscribe to that podcast if you don't already listen to it. It's not affiliated with me, but I really like it.
1: It's like honest to goodness, like uh, re-watching, re-listening to the, the last pot, uh, episode of Split Six that I was on, where it's me and Jordan mm-hmm. Lang. Um,
0: That's kind of like uh, jerking off to a picture of yourself.
1: Oh one hundred percent dude. One hundred percent. Like uh <laughs> Oh gosh. Um <laughs> so... <laughs> so So there it... I was rag in hand listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, This like... podcast is not suitable for
0: children. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh um the uh <laughs> the, um the listening to that it is really um striking because it, it, it's like a time capsule because right. that was like 2020 when like every the everything hadn't just collapsed yeah. yet like man listening to that it's like it's like i'm so happy we recorded that because it is it's like a, it is a time capsule of when we were really optimistic about what 2020 had in store and it did not yeah. turn out at all the way we thought it was going to turn out <laughs> bernie sanders was winning the primaries
0: uh, yeah <laughs> gosh lions had a decent outlook on their future um, you know, uh, Seiko Demboya of the Pistons was looking good before he fell off a cliff. Eisenman yeah. <laughs> was there for the Red Wings. I don't know. Yeah, like
1: there was supposed to be a Black Widow movie and a new Wonder Woman movie.
0: <sighs> let's get to your hold holdup. I'm done talking about sports.
1: Yeah. So, uh, how much time do we have left in this? We segment? got about.
0: We're about halfway through. About 15 minutes.
1: All right. Let's let's see if I can do this in under 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What so, is your holdup this week, Vince? So, my my holdup uh, for this segment is what I like to call Vinnie Burns Bridges. Okay. <laughs> this is a whole segment. All right. Yeah. Well, it, it's basically um, me, you know, uh, kind of bad-mouthing some Family people members. that I <laughs> would probably should be like allies with but for reasons I feel compelled to criticize them. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. So, um Nick, you know how I I work, you know, I, my job has me out and about all the time going to a bunch of different grocery stores each week. Yes. Um so, uh, you know, while I'm out doing that, I I've seen a lot of, you know, I see you see a lot of stupidity, like you do in all customer service jobs, but uh more so now this year and related to COVID and mask wearing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've seen a lot of stupid people making, you know, stupid uh, you know, claims about you know, oh, I don't want to wear a mask because masks are <laughs> emasculating. As stupid people. Anyways, yeah. um, so, um, I'm the not driving an electric car. Fuck that. It's so, um, the so one of the uh, actually more recent uh, excuses people have for not wanting to wear a mask, or at least I, it's come to my attention more recently, is. Uh, religious people, you know, or at least people who claim they're religious, s- you saying can just that. just say idiots. Like, so <laughs> saying that uh, they don't need to wear. That. <laughs> they don't need to wear a mask because god is watching over them and if god wants them to die from coronavirus and there's nothing they can do to stop that and if god doesn't want them to die from coronavirus then they don't have anything to worry about so they don't need to wear a mask ergo they don't need to wear a mask because their faith in god is that strong
0: yeah that's why i don't stop at stop signs
1: yeah. And no, and that's why God I, wants me to get there quicker. Well, and that's why I like to drink bleach, you know, <laughs> when I'm at home because if God doesn't want me to die, then the bleach won't, you know, dissolve my <laughs> digestive organs. If God
0: didn't want me to die from ta- e- drinking bleach, he wouldn't make it taste so good. Yeah. <laughs> bleach. Ugh. We're doing we're doing 6 uh, six bottles of bleach the next time you're on. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, the, Clorox and, mm, oh, the, <laughs> the Clorox challenge, baby. The Clorox challenge. Hey, it cures coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that so. bogus disease. <laughs> I know, right? Fake. So, and you know, it. So the these these you know uh, people using religion as a an excuse to be morons really ruffles my petticoats because you know (laughs) nick i'm i'm roman catholic and gross i i hate it when you know people you know use uh catholicism not as a a guiding light, not as, uh, you know, support to, you know, do good and get through the struggles of life, but as an excuse to, you know, rationalize their horrible, horrible, awful behavior. No, bro, bro, I don't hate gay people. If God wants me to hate the gay people, God wouldn't
0: make me hate gay people if He didn't want me to.
1: <laughs> so, and and I wanted to say with with that, you know, this this notion. Of, oh, no, I don't need to wear a mask because God's protecting me. You know, I want if you're out listening to this and you believe that, please know that the God does not agree with you. Like, the Bible specifically says not to do what you are doing. And if you don't believe me, you can uh, look it up. It's the um, Temptation of Christ sections of the Gospels according to both Matthew and Luke. Uh, Two very
0: reputable sources.
1: Yes, so... (laughs) Uh and you know, in both of those, you know, uh at one point uh Satan tempts Jesus by asking telling him to throw jump off of a you know tall building because as he says, God's protecting you, right? So throw your jump off the building. The angels will swoop down and uh you know, catch you if that's was God's will for you to live. And uh To be fair, though, back in the day, the buildings were probably, like, one story high.
0: probably would survive. Satan's like, I'm going to
1: sprain your ankle. (laughs) (laughs) You might walk with a limp for a couple days. <laughs> Can't run that triathlon Satan, now. You
0: know, you know Satan's pranks back in the day were hilarious. Eat this apple. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> do it. And when
1: the, the eat the apple, and all. it's like, ha, that apple is underripe. I only lied about it being a Granny Smith. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> but but you know, uh, Jesus responds saying, "You shall not put your God to the test." Like basically saying, "Don't do that." you're a freaking moron if you do that. And I really want all you people out there who think you're being religious by saying you don't need a mask because God's on your side. I want you to know God isn't on your side. And the Bible specifically says this. Please look it up we need and a, start wearing your freaking masks.
0: We need, a, we need a new segment on this podcast called "Your are Freaking Moron, Vinny's Interpretations of the Bible mm-hmm. for the modern oh. centuries.
1: <laughs> More or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. Please
0: interpret the p- parts in the Bible that say you can stone women for cheating on you. Uh, what
1: do you I love doing that. That's <laughs> awesome. You Have you never stoned a woman to death, <laughs> Nick? You're missing out. If by stoned you mean got them super stoned, I have done that. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I I really think that a good, like, uh, um... Uh I like Rose Courts for stoning women to death. Like, you know, it reminds me <laughs> of Steven Bongs. Universe and I get to murder someone for unjust reasons at the same time. It's really good. <laughs> it's a two-in-one deal. All right, what's up next on your uh Vinny's Burning Bridges list? Um so uh Nick, because you probably know I'm a you know big environmentalist. Yeah, and uh, how dare um, you? <laughs> I know, right? It's just this is just getting worse and worse. So, um, uh, the uh, Sierra Club um, uh, recently said that you know they wanted to—I don't remember the exact words, but. They, they want to remove any landmarks or awards or any kind of association they might have with... Um uh john muir i think that's how you pronounce his last name muir m-u-i-r muir muir yeah muir muir let's say Muir. muir um so and this when i i read this uh news article about this that the sierra club wanted to you know cancel john muir it made me really angry because you know john muir You know, he was a uh, Scottish, a Scottish immigrant to the United States, and um, despite the fact that he was, you know, a first-generation immigrant to a foreign country, um, he uh, really. You know, dedicated his life to preserving the natural beauty of the United States. And, you know, he's called the father of our national parks because he was instrumental in creating national parks, creating wilderness. Like sections of this country that are protected wildernesses, so that it's something, a piece of beauty that can be preserved for future generations.
0: I thought it was because he gave birth to a tree.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Wouldn't that have been interesting? (laughs) Like (laughs) guys out there just fucking
0: bushes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Sir, that was a kidney stone. That was that was not a seed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: planting seeds yes <laughs> and uh, um and you know the and, and you know he was you know he really he he worked tirelessly to you know preserve the environment throughout his life and he was very effective at doing this and being really revolutionary very original in his approach to environmental justice and um So, you know, and also I think it's really inspiring that he also, like, put himself through college, and even though he didn't actually, like, ever, like, you know, graduate with a bunch of the, like degrees he like started to pursue Uh he learned enough like botany and chemistry to you know use that information in his daily life Uh and you know like actually actually make good on that stuff make good on that college education really inspiring guy um and he also founded the sierra club uh, so, do you know what horrible, horrible, horrible uh, thing he did that made the uh, Sierra Club want to cancel
0: him? Other than fucking a birch tree, no.
1: Well, I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you Splinter can't. Splinter City, baby. You, you can't. You can't watch. You know, the Lord of the Rings without you know feeling a little something for Treebeard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did he do? So, um, he uh, wrote derogatory comments about Native Americans when he was younger. Okay. And uh, now the, f- good. The, the fact that... Uh, well, yeah, so he, he you know, wrote, you know, some, some public, you know, comments disparaging uh, Native Americans. And, uh, yeah, it's not that good. It's not good at all. But, you know, he, uh, in time actually grew to overcome his prejudices and uh, ended up living with uh, some Native American tribes uh, for a time and, uh, you know, really grew to respect them and their Mm. culture and their people. And, you know, really near the you know, when he was an older man, he, you know, wrote about how, you know, Good, the Native Americans are about living as one with the land, about how there are people who were able to live in a place and not like despoil it the way, you know, so many Europeans have, both in Europe and in other places of the world where Europeans had settled.
0: Yeah, so basically he had a flawed viewpoint learned and uh, kind of repented for uh, his previous thoughts. Yeah. Yet he
1: was still canceled. Yeah. And that kind of, like... uh, You know, it's it's
0: a lot more than what Ellen DeGeneres is doing, and she's back on TV, so...
1: It's (laughs) like... And that kind of, like, like, you know, social justice rage right there from... this kind of like ignorant social justice warrior attitude Mm -hmm. really makes me angry because it's like they're trying to say, hey, you, do you, was there at any point in your life where you had a viewpoint that uh, is a bit backwards by today's standards? Do not try and repent. Don't try and better yourself because we'll never forgive you. We'll never forgive you. We'll never let you accomplish anything. Just go back to your hateful cloister because at least the your clansmen love you for who you are.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have to, like, cancel culture can not go too far sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when it's like, Um, I, I guess I don't know the extent of his comments, but. Um, mm-hmm. if he, and I don't
1: know what the exact comments as long were. Unless it wasn't either. like killing indigenous people. Like, no, I and think he didn't actually can, like, do, uh, he didn't, like, go kill them or, like, steal their land right, or especially anything. especially if he
0: went and lived with them and learned and, like, you know, then does all these great things for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's some things that people can be forgiven for, you know, yeah. like, you, you know, the fucking, the, the world would not work if people couldn't atone for their sins, essentially. Yeah. Actually, you know? 100%. Um, but you have to be genuine about it. Like, you, yeah, like, there's a lot of, Fake, uh, atonement, like mm-hmm. yeah, there's like a Ellen lot of- DeGeneres to bring her up again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making her, herself sound like she was a victim of a lot of things that have been happening. Like, yeah, I've had a really bad year. Well, yeah, you kind of caused that, bitch, <laughs> like, <laughs> by being a nasty fucking person to all your people.
1: Yeah, it, it's like you know you have to like, like there's no one size fits all for this sort of thing, right, and. You know, you, you can't if that's the standard some of these social justice warriors want to go by that like, oh, you know, a, a, you're a white, straight man who said something bad in the past. Oh, nope, you're you're damned for all eternity. But oh, uh, a, a lesbian woman. Well, uh, it doesn't matter how many horrible <laughs> things you do or how insincere your apology is. We we love you because we we look we like being able to say we have a lesbian friend yeah
0: no yeah it's uh it's a weird world it like everyone wants to make it black and white when mm-hmm. it's always 50 shades of gray <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: and and then um uh and then um um gosh yeah it it um Great podcasting content right here. I guys. know, I know, really. Like, the between the ums and the you knows and the yeahs, it's like, this is riveting.
0: I could cut this podcast down to 30 minutes if I just actually edited it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. um, um, Shoot. You know, I know I had something else in this, like, and I am like, Totally, totally blanking on it, which is frustrating to me.
0: You ever watched uh, the show Saved by the Bell?
1: No, unfortunately.
0: I haven't really either, but I think something coming up is going to be a little bit relatable to. That. Got
1: it. Fear number two, entertainment. you were just Saved by the Bell, bitch. Now we're on. Yeah, Enter- really, really, <laughs> honestly, like uh, I, yeah whatever. I made my point, mm-hmm. but um. You, you were thinking it was going to take
0: you 40 minutes to get through. You couldn't get through uh, 14 minutes. Yeah, shooting. It's like, I
1: know I had There's more. There's only two people on your burn list? Yeah. It's like, I know I had a longer burn list. I, Bernie, please forgive me. I had a longer burn list. You brought notes, and they're less than a paragraph long. But they're not for this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, oh well.
0: <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, we're on to entertainment. Vince, what have you been fucking with these days?
1: So, um, actually, so I, you know, as you know, Nick, I am shamefully slow at... Every cons- aspect of your life? Yes. <laughs> yes. And especially at consuming media. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I almost thought
0: you said meat, and I was like, "No, you're pretty quick at that." Actually. Oh yeah, no, I, I can't
1: eat really quickly. <laughs> um, uh, um, and <laughs> very slow at jumping to the next thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, so I I have actually um, you know, started to get a little faster at things like so like things i mean stranger things my mom and i actually just uh you know like a month ago we decided to you know just start watching stranger things and we recently finished season three and i'd say what a fun show
0: is season three the that's the most recent one
1: right? yes correct
0: okay season three um was my second favorite season
1: yeah, um honestly, so I kept hearing so many bad things about uh um season 3. I was like very apprehensive about really? it um but i thought it was really good i mean i still think the first season is my favorite but i i thought mm-hmm. season three was you know was emotionally right yeah it was emotionally satisfying it was interesting it was compelling it was not predictable at all the acting um, from the billy is his name the like the the villain
0: oh billy yeah yeah the, yeah, the from older brother yeah was like superb like yeah um, fucking
1: crazy all, like uh all the acting was superb mm-hmm. like uh yeah, he, um yeah but like, L, he, he, like he, hopper right. like uh, uh for
0: for him to stand out amidst amidst all the other acting like mm-hmm. at least to me it was like damn and this guy's playing a bad guy and like somehow like you're like I don't know. See, he was this like, is so empathetic, and then like you know, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, you've, I'm sure all of you have watched this, but like when he dies at the end, it's just like, oh damn! Like you, you really <laughs> felt for him.
1: Yeah, you know? no, it's like, uh, and uh, they did a really good job of showing how the Bill, this character Billy, was kind of screwed over from the beginning. Yeah, and he didn't didn't really have a ch- a shot at life, a real shot at life. Mm. And the, the man, yeah, despite all the horrible things he did. Well, like he,
0: the, the horrible things he did, well, like, like
1: abusing his sister right, 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 right. and beating people up, um, yeah. like you know he, um, you know he uh, atoned for his yes, spirit, yeah, he, yeah, he did, like and we were talking about you, you atoned really for his sins, exactly, and you really, you really felt, you know empathy for him and that's really hard to do to write a genuinely menacing bully character that you legitimately like despise but you also have empathy for yeah that was really good
0: uh they're they're very good at making that show um i i actually i like season two also but there's just a certain certain aspect of it that just really pissed me off like when uh um 11 goes off with those other people and Ah. they have nothing to do with the storyline at all ever again
1: yeah that was i thought that was a super cool idea to show what some of the other psychics that dr brenner was experimenting on but yeah they don't do anything with it can i tell you how i wanted season two to end tell me
0: okay so you know how that one like the main uh girl psychic that they that uh, 11 meets. Yeah. Uh, her ability is that she can make people see things mm-hmm. like that aren't there. Yeah. And then at the very, like, the climax of season two, they have Will, who is, um, like, under control by the Demogorgon mm, or and, like, the Mind Flayer. Yeah, the Mind Flayer. And, um, like, you can't let him know where you are. So they put him in this room where he doesn't know where you are. Yeah. Where they are. I really thought it would have been a lot better if they would have brought that girl back to, um, what's the town?
1: Uh huh. Um, shoot hawkings is the lab Hawk, Hawk. i don't remember the name of this town i think it's hawkings is okay
0: um, uh brought her back there and had her use her trick to like trick where Ooh, trick the mind flare where, where will thought everyone was oh
1: and uh,
0: that would have been like the big uh, twist
1: dude that would have been great get me in a writer's room motherfuckers come yeah. on and and i will say you know i really really so i love the D references throughout um yeah. Stranger Things, I have to say, writers of Stranger Things, I really appreciate that you had Dustin give a speech on how My Little Pony is awesome <laughs> in the vent of a Russian lab in season three. That just is a fellow brony. I really felt that. <laughs> um, uh, so I,
0: I believe season four was supposed to come out in June. Uh, um, but production got like canceled cuz of covid. Yeah. So now I'm wondering um with this big delay mm-hmm. and these actors being child actors, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to be noticeable between like uh um the, the show how know it's filming cuz like you know 6 months not that long of a time but 6 months is a long time when you're a kid. Like mm-hmm. you can go, they can have a random growth spurt.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I don't know
0: how they're going to really do that.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it would be really amusing to like have Will in one scene, and then the very next scene he's like six feet tall and like super yeah. buff.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> like, you know, you know, when you make movies, you don't you don't always shoot in order. You know, yeah. like you could, like, and then all, the next scene he's back to short Will again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, i um, Hopper's alive, just so everyone knows. Wait, what? Yeah, there's no way he's not.
1: Oh, dude, like I like I so. I really, I, I Hopper is awesome. I really hope they keep him dead. Okay. Like that, that ending, to. dude. That ending was so emotionally resonant yeah. when they have L find that letter that he wrote but never actually like gave to her. Dude, man, that was right in the feels.
0: Well, they did, like the post credit scene thing. Like, well,
1: yeah, where the Russian lab, yeah, where like, the Russians have a demogorgon.
0: Yeah, they're like. Get the American, and they're like no or something like mm-hmm. that's definitely Hopper.
1: Uh, I hope not. I well, mean, because I is. love Hopper, I love the character, but wouldn't it be great if that was the other psychic, or if that was Doctor Brenner? They had Dr. <laughs> it's Doctor Manhattan. It's Doctor Manhattan. Then it's a it's a, a Watchmen crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always want a show to ruin itself by doing something silly like that. Like, uh, that that would be... Because we all know Stranger
0: Things be. is a prequel to The Matrix.
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, don't you know, Nick? Like, you know, Neo, when you know Neo finds out from Colonel Sanders that uh, um, there have been other anomalies before him, you know, they're going to reveal that L was one of those previous anomalies. Yeah, And this was just one of the previous v- versions of The Matrix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um uh yeah so i mean i don't know when stranger things is coming back but looking forward to it um, yeah season four, it seems like they're gonna change things up because they're all going to different towns
1: yeah um, so which
0: is gonna make it like because i mean honestly i i am shocked that they managed to get three seasons out of like essentially the same kind of villain you know yeah well yeah I guess, up in the yeah. stakes a little bit mm-hmm. like i don't know they have to change something up
1: yeah like, i like they they have to Resolve the plot with the other psychics and with that Dr. everyone. Brenner. Probably forgot
0: about because there was no mention of them in season. Yeah,
1: three. it's like they're like, let's sweep this under the rug. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, come on, you could have done it the way I suggested. What are you doing? Y- yeah, what are the what are the what are the
1: brothers' names? The dust the Duffer brothers. Yeah, the Duff-
0: come on Duffers.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah come on what do you what do you you guys want to be like the wachowskis or not you know gun your game here like we better see there better be a scene where you know uh one of the kids you know gets to propose to his mom in a spaceship while channing tatum plays warhammer 40k in space like <laughs> um so moving moving on from
0: stranger things is something i want to talk about um one of my favorite shows that I've been watching since the beginning, uh, The 100, have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Well, it is finally coming to an end after seven seasons, mm-hmm. and I believe there's two episodes left, and uh, something I want to actually <laughs> wonder, so I've been watching this last season, and the only reason I know it's the last season is because I read about it online, mm-hmm. there's been no mention that this is the final season, like, there's only two episodes left, and the, the postcard is, like, next week on The 100, it doesn't say, like... On the second to last episode, there are only two episodes left. It doesn't say any of that. It's like Mm -hmm. people that are just watching this casually don't fucking know. Like, Mm -hmm. but um, this is a show that I always go back to saying, like, yeah, I don't really recommend it. Like, I mean, it's definitely flawed. But then this last season, they tied up some things so perfectly, Mm. and I'm like, damn. And it's it's definitely still flawed, but um, I really like this show, and I'm sad to see it go, and I hope they tie it up uh, in a pretty little bow, but. Um, I don't
1: know. We'll see. So what? Uh, so I don't know anything about this show. What? What's the introductory premise of the show?
0: The Earth uh, went through a massive nuclear war. Fun. And the only people left alive are the people in space on this space station that has been like uh, living off their resources for like a hundred years, mm. and mm-hmm. um, they're running out. Um, So, but there's a bunch of kids on the spaceship and they're all like in like juvie Mm -hmm. and they're like, don't know what to do. So they're going to send all these kids down to earth to test to see if it's not radioactive anymore. Oh, so they send them down. And um, just the just like the uh, 100 kids, they send them down, mm-hmm. and it turns out uh, it's not radioactive, or so they think, because mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, this is going to be spoiler territory, but it really is. But living in space with that radiation coming at you from the sun for that long makes you like kind of like immune to whatever is the remnants of the radiation that's uh, from it's left actually the, uh,
1: on the Earth. Yeah, interesting.
0: And then you know it goes through like I mean, there's so many seasons, and it's just. It, it, I don't know i it's just like it's kind of like uh it's like a guilty pleasure almost mm-hmm. at first, and now it's like, okay, actually, I think this is good. dude, that sounds really interesting yeah, we're gonna everything watch on this ne- everything, program? everything's on Netflix except for this uh last season ah uh, my friend was just telling me like, yeah, man, I can't believe how that show ended I'm like it's not over it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just because it's not on Netflix doesn't mean there's not another season <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is not the first time that's happened like I ever, ever heard of the show weeds? No. Um. Uh, so, it's a show where it's about, like, a mom whose husband dies and make ends meet. She sells weed to people. She's, like, a local pot dealer, mm. but, like, in, like, um, a Beverly Hills-type neighborhood mm-hmm. type of shit. Um, like, super white. <laughs> and,
1: uh, so, um, so I assume when the police find out, they're very, like, professional.
0: I mean, I haven't seen that show in a long time, but the point of this is uh, my brothers were talking about the uh, series finale one time. Yeah. And, like... They're like, yeah, man, I can't believe it just ended with like a crosshair above her head, and then it just goes dark. And I'm like, that's not oh, that's how fuck it fucking. That's, yeah, that's, that's not that's... how it fucking ended.
1: Boo!
0: No, that's not how it ended. Though. Oh, <laughs> like I was like, I was, I remember I was smoking weed with my brothers in the garage. And I'm like, that's not how it ended, bro. There's a whole other season. You just didn't watch it yet because <laughs> you're just watching it on uh, uh, Netflix. And you know, I've had cable for so long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that was on Showtime. I don't know how. I think it was illegally streaming things back then. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, if you're watching a show on Netflix, maybe do a little Google research to make sure that's the last season if you think it's over. Oh,
1: that's fascinating, Nick. (laughs) I had no clue. I would have been right there with Dylan and Mitchell. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it'd be like if you were watching The Magicians and you actually watch them uh, um, faster than what you claim to mm-hmm. um, you probably would have been like yeah that it's to gonna la- be <laughs>
1: one season a year is what the kind of the pace I'm at right now
0: yeah well t- like this- one
1: episode a month baby <laughs> this is um uh, like you know the magicians I always
0: tie to uh, the 100 because they're both shows that i started watching at the same time and they're Mm. i I believe the magicians ended earlier this year um before covid and then uh the 100th ending later this year so it's like damn i'm going to to find some new shows like
1: Uh, i know the feeling i i'm in that point right now looking for new shows so yeah i don't
0: i i don't know i don't know what's i don't know what else to watch Watchmen only had one season and it was the best show i've ever seen besides the leftovers
1: i i know um so uh so nick do you remember when we did the um well that sucked uh uh, episode together on a uh, Jupiter Ascending. I would, uh, I would
0: goddamn hope I remembered that. So yes,
1: uh, that two you, hour, two hour and a
0: half, two and a half hour long experience you made us do mm-hmm, yeah. that, that,
1: torture <laughs> session. Uh, so I, at one point, you know, during that, I referenced uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, and you and Dylan pointed out correctly what an intensely obscure reference that was. Well, Nick, if I get my way that will not be such an obscure reference come the end of this year
0: be- yeah um uh, because
1: the the guy who brought us uh arrival and sicario is making a movie uh based on the book frank herbert's dune
0: <laughs> yeah i uh am a little disappointed because i mm-hmm. had i had heard about that but i thought Uh, it was it to be a tv show and you know i'm all about tv shows over movies
1: ah so um because
0: this this has previously been a tv show or a a movie i'm sorry
1: yes so the so there's the book you know frank herbert is the offer the book is called dune and i actually have it in my living room it's a fantastic read uh it's one of the best sci-fi books ever written in my opinion Mm. um it's great And there was actually a movie made of it already. And the I think it's David Lynch was the director of that one. So you can tell the people who made that movie poured their heart and soul into it. You can tell they had just such a love of the book. But they let that love of the book harm their movie. Because they cram in way too much in the first half way like way too much lore in the first half and then so by the time you get to the second half of the story they there's no screen time and I'm going to assume no budget left for anything yeah. so i mean the this whole second half of the what the actual story is feels like laughably rushed like there's the like a uh, just I mean it's just like seriously like huge important like character developments just get like a one line of narration and, like they met and became fast friends and now they are in love now and it's just like like just it's like they're like, Oh sure should sure. we gotta wrap this up, we gotta wrap this up like bang 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 bang, go, 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 go. And it's it was Yeah, they rushed just the a, final act. They they rushed the the second half of yeah, the film. Yeah. So it, it's it's a fun dune, watch isn't, isn't it yeah, like a like a yeah, seven
0: part series like for book wise? so
1: there are actually a number of books some of them were actually written by frank herbert's son um but you like dune it, the book dune is its own like story like you can just stop oh, okay. there and it's still like a satisfying narrative in yeah. and of itself well, and, as as any frickin' book should be. Well, and and I don't and, know why uh, I said freaking I, said, no, I, I know, I've been talking like, about come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and it's um, I it, it's it, you know, and uh, a lot of people don't quite realize the legacy of Dune because uh, Dune is actually the closest thing the genre of science fiction has to a Lord of the Rings right. where Tolkien established genre conventions as well as, you know, inspired, you know, continues to influence fantasy writers to this day. I've been told uh, it's
0: like Star Wars meets Game of Thrones.
1: Dude, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to describe Dune. And, you know, Be- and it's can- and when you seriously when you read Dune or hopefully watch the movie later this year, um you will see where, you know, not just st- why this was the inspiration for Star Wars, and in the first Star Wars movie, they actually do make some references to Dune, but also a number of other sci-fi concepts that we take for granted right now. Like Nick, you've played Halo before, right?
0: Yes, I have.
1: So, uh, so Nick, you know how in in Halo, you know you you have a, a each, when you're, each character at a shield and you know you can shoot it the your opponent enough to break the shield to actually hurt them but if you essentially like,
0: like a cop shooting rubber bullets against protesters <laughs> no <laughs> um
1: and, you know, but if you have, like, a beam sword, and you can get up close to someone, you can just take them out in one hit. Yes. So that's, you know, an idea from Dune, because in Dune, like, uh, you know, people just have, like, little personal deflector shields that you can just wear as, like, a little watch or something on your belt or something, and it creates, a like, an invisible uh, shield around you, and... It, you know, protects you from, like, bullets and shrapnel and, you know, pretty much any kind of uh, weapon, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, it does not protect you from... Things that can't move fast enough to normally cause lethal harm like say a human fist yeah so it, it has this like super interesting like uh you know style of like battles in dune where uh you know, you can where if you can actually like, you know, you might be able to like empty a whole like machine gun magazine into someone and not really have it do anything. But if you can get up next to them and like stab them, like and cut their head off. Yeah, you know, just stab them. You know, that'll do this the is trick. Star
0: Wars meets Game of Thrones. Yeah,
1: no, it's <laughs> great because like, uh, you know, it, they have like a bunch of different kinds of uh, psychic powers and you know, there are some people have psychic powers where they can see the future. Some people have psychic powers where they are they are supernaturally perceptive and insightful, able to discern the, you know, hidden meaning in people's words uncannily. Some people have the power to be supernaturally persuasive, like, they'll just say something like, these aren't the droids you're looking for, and to the person hearing it, it'll sound like the most perfect, convincing way that could possibly have been said and like oh yeah you're right those aren't the droids we're looking for move along yeah and there's some people whose powers essentially make them super good at combat and there are some people who can actually like move things like Like with their yeah with their minds and i think it's super cool that basically what george lucas did was combine all the different types of psychers from dune into one thing and call it a jedi yeah
0: okay yeah yeah essentially that's exactly what a jedi is yeah
1: (laughs) and um it's the the story it's a great political intrigue story about you know yeah, finding the hidden truth that, you know, the, that others don't want you to see and uh, understanding, you know, the, the way of things. And, uh, it, it, it really is. It's a fascinating story. Like, uh, um, I love, and you know, like I, I, you have the, the, uh, like the the system of like the way the galactic powers work in Dune is so screwed up, but it's so great for a story. You have like these like mid sci fi medieval like royal families, yeah, Game um, of Thrones, yeah, these noble houses. Mm-hmm. And even though all the noble, most of the noble houses are part of a wider galactic imperium, and there is the the galactic emperor who rules over the imperium. Uh, the noble houses are, they're basically free to do more or less whatever they want to their own people. And like the, the United States government. Yeah, exactly. So you Actually have like all governments. <laughs> well, maybe not the Swiss government, um, <laughs> or the Canadian government. <laughs> but so, um, so, uh, you have, uh, the house of tradies, and that's where our main character, Paul Atreides, is from. And they're one of the best, most noble of the royal houses. And then they're, they've are they been at war for hundreds of years with the probably one of the worst, most evil noble houses, the Harkonnens. You mean the and, Slytherins. And they are in, essentially, when the story begins, they're engaging in essentially a drug war mm-hmm. over this planet. Uh, iraq Irracus which is just more commonly known as Dune this desert planet and that's where most Tatooine. of the sto- Yeah ta- it is totally Tatooine <laughs> that's where most of the story takes place and there's Dune is a it's a miserable hellhole planet with almost nothing of value in it but it does have one thing Joe Biden's America you mean yes <laughs> <laughs> it has spice And these, like, deserts of spice, which it looks like cinnamon. It's like a, you know, a cinnamon-colored powder. Mm -hmm. It smells like cinnamon. It tastes like cinnamon. And it's just a naturally occurring, like, substance on this planet. This desert planet has, like, cinnamon deserts on it. And this... Spice is the most addictive drug in the entire galaxy. So it's essentially a heroin metaphor. You'll oh, you'll see, you'll see when you actually get into the story. But that not, not a bad uh, guess. Yep, and uh, yeah, it's and where
0: Captain Crunch is from.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> don't you know this is Captain Crunch's origin story? The, 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 the- That's what he's. He's the captain of a spaceship. You know, in Dune...
0: Captain Crunch is just a prequel to Dune.
1: <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, both the, that's this, the spice. The spice fields of Dune are the, the Harkonnen's primary source of income. And the Atreides, you know, d- despite their nobility, uh, they, they want to take the spice fields for themselves. And so you have, like, a young, you know, 16-year-old... There's a 15-year-old Paul, you know, where he he sort of, he understands basically what's happening, but, you know, there's so much more going on than what even, you know, he is aware of, and what his father is having, trying to accomplish, and, you know, what's being done to undermine him, and it's it's... It's hard to like really get into why it's so awesome without getting into spoilers, but yeah, it's it is. It's Game of Thrones meets Star Wars, and one of the things, uh, this the really cool aspect of the universe that I love. So, in Dune, every faction has spaceships, but oh, there's only one faction that can go to light speed, and it's not even like a government. It's a private corporation called the Spacing Guild. Interesting. And so if you want to g- actually get from one if planet to another. you want to actually
0: get a delivery within two days, you yeah. got to give Jeff
1: Bezos a bunch of yeah, money. Yeah, it's basically Space Amazon. <laughs> space Ser- Amazon. Seriously. They, can, they have a monopoly on all interplanetary shipping and travel. This is and Amazon for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And... Because they... So you're telling me
0: Dune's responsible for
1: Jeff Bezos? Yes. (laughs) Dune is the inspiration for Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Well, and like... uh... Um, If, you know, you do anything to upset the guild, like, you know, the guild demands, you know, you pay taxes to them for the honor of having their facilities on your planet. Oh, yep, I think I'm pretty sure
0: that happened with Amazon, too. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man. Yeah, we're going to build this and give you a bunch of jobs that are just going to benefit me. But, you yeah. Know, yeah um, we're not paying any taxes on this. Yeah. It's a and new- actually,
1: you're going to fund half of this. And you're going to give us a tax lien for my lifetime. And now we're into publicly funded stadiums for (laughs) sporting events.
0: We're tying it all together, baby.
1: (laughs) And it's it's great because if you do anything to upset the guild... Uh, they can impose a guild embargo, which basically you know cuts your planet off from the rest <laughs> of the galaxy, or they can simply just raise your shipping rates and lower the shipping rates of the people they know you hate. Yeah, so, yeah. and it's great, and this is true. Even if you want to like invade another planet, you have to pay the guild to take your warships like to the other planet. And do you can, depending on how much you pay them, you can get like a, we'll just... Dump you like uh, just within radar range of the planet's defense systems, or you can we can put you in closer if you want to get in closer, but that costs more. We can give you a surprise attack where we'll we'll tell the other planet it's just you know a shipping convoy, and it turns out to be your attack fleet, but that's super expensive. And then the other fat all the factions have like spies within the guild. And like you might do that But then the other faction might Outbid you and Pay the guild to just dump your whole Armada in the middle of like Dead space and then Light, light speed away and just Leave you to die in the middle of nowhere it's Capitalism
0: <laughs> knows no bounds It's great it's Such a good story <laughs> But um, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones um, Have you seen what uh, Benioff and Weiss are up to Next mm.
1: And then really quick uh, one other thing I wanted to say yeah, about fuck Dune. my transition. I'm but... sorry, it was a fantastic transition, <laughs> but Dune, uh, like, uh, dude, I, I, I think Dune is it's an incredibly well realized fictional planet. Like, it feels, despite the fact that it feels both alien. and... And entirely believable. Like, this could actually be its own functioning alien ecosystem, mm-hmm. complete with invasive species. And the main villain of the whole ser- the, the the story, the Baron Harkonnen. I love this guy. He eats so much that he made himself so obese that he can't move on his own. And he has uh, little hover engines and little robots On him to keep him held up. He's also got a uh, woman in a gold bikini chain next to him. Yep, it's Jabba the Hutt.
0: (laughs) God, you know, Star Wars is so overrated now that I think about it. I just,
1: (laughs) what a shitty story. Fear number three, power. The president grabbed me. Just like how I grabbed your brilliant segue away from you, so Nick, why don't you tell me what, what were we going to say about Game of Thrones?
0: Oh, okay, before we before we get into the political segment, I was just going to say Beanie off and Weiss, the people that were in charge of creating Game of Thrones for television, are up to a new, new. thing. Um, you ever heard of the three body pro- or three body problem? I have no idea what that is. It's like this. Uh, Uh, award-winning book series that um was written by like um i think a chinese author Mm -hmm. and they're adapting it for television which is like about uh uh humans first contact with aliens but it spans over like um a century
1: interesting i don't
0: really know much about it but um at least when they when benioff and weiss had source material material to work from they created a really awesome television show that got everyone's attention i know everyone's like doubt, doubting them because of how terribly they end at game of thrones but a lot of that's on george rr R. martin <laughs> <laughs> but anyways we have to talk about politics because a lot of crazy oh shit has happened yeah. in the yes. last week since i, I honestly I it's
1: hard to keep up there is so much insane awful nonsense happening so rapidly it is hard to keep up i started this podcast
0: Three and a half years ago, right after Trump's inauguration, right after the Super Bowl where Tom Brady came back against the Patriots, mm-hmm. and th- this segment has never been one where I have had a s- shortage of uh, information to talk about. The other two, same. Yeah. Like, um, all right. So recently, I guess we'll start with this. Um, Ruth Bader. Uh,
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth
0: Bader Ginsburg passed away. Mm. A month and a half too soon. Yeah. Um for a lot of uh human rights especially pertaining to women and uh mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know she is on the Supreme Court or, or was, was on, the on
1: Supreme- the, she she was a, so she's was a Supreme Court justice that passed away very recently if you don't know about her look her up there's a documentary called the notorious RBG she's a really inspiring person
0: yeah um and that leaves Trump um a month away from the election able to appoint a new Supreme Just or new Suprema
1: Court Justice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Mitch McConnell has secured the votes
1: that will let that happen. So it's gonna happen. We're so and so Mitch McConnell is the um he he's the Senate majority leader, because you know the Republicans control the Senate right now, and the Senate, not the House of Representatives, is the one who gets to essentially propose and vote on Supreme Court justices or Supreme Court justice nominees. And what is happening right now is grossly unjust because during the last year, of obama's presidency there was a a vacancy on the supreme court and mitch mcconnell would because he you know controls the senate he would not even let a vote on any of obama's nominees happen like he didn't just reject obama's nominees he wouldn't even let a vote happen because it, his, as Mitch McConnell said, it, we're too close, like a year out from a ele- presidential election. We're too close uh, to the a presidential election for us to decide this. We need to let the American people weigh in and decide on who the next Supreme Court justice will be. And then when there was a Supreme Court uh, vacancy right before the uh, 2018 midterms, uh Mitch McConnell uh rushed a vote on that right through which you know he in this case because now there's a Republican president so he'll be able to essentially get whoever he wants on the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and when asked about that he said oh well this is different this is a midterm totally huge difference between a, a presidential election the totally different and then now, the same thing has happened again. Except This time it is. It's the presidential election. And we're we're barely even a month and a half away from the, a presidential election. And Mitch McConnell's like, oh, yeah, nuts to what I said about the voters getting to decide. That I just said that because I had to work with Obama. Now I get to work with Trump. Let's do a vote, baby.
0: Yeah, um. I mean if anyone didn't see this coming like you were an idiot um and you know I'll, honestly the Democratic Party has been playing this like a bunch of idiots Oh people.
1: yeah like a bunch of weak spineless cowards Yeah like um
0: <laughs> I don't I I I don't know what to expect from this other than like I, I guess all right so most uh cuz there's no way whatever this like There's going to be a bunch of hearings and whatnot, mm-hmm. and this person's going to get passed whoever it is. I think, uh, what's her name? The, they they the have two
1: nominees. They're both women, and I don't remember either of their names. They're, they're both he, extremely right-wing One people. of them
0: is the... Uh, have you ever seen the show The Handmaid's Tale? No, unfortunately. Do you know anything about it?
1: Uh, unfortunately, no.
0: Okay, well, this... Person was in part of this uh, religious group, or I would say cult, Mm -hmm. that is responsible for the the um, uh, uh, inspiration for the show *The Handmaid's Tale*, which is a show about women being, um uh, like, succumbing to men and, like, only allowed to being reproduced with, like, basically doing what they're told.
1: They're the basically the... Oh, it's basically the idea that, like, women are the inferior gender and their role is simply to reproduce and convenience yes. men. Yeah, yes. which is so wrong. It, and it's so sad that they're, like, women who... Are are like these nominees here? Like they're willing to fight really hard to discriminate further against women. It's like yeah. what is wrong with you? This is like these are like the Jews who volunteer to fight in the Nazi army. It's in World War Two. It's like what the hell is wrong with you? It's either
0: self-preservation or brainwashing or and
1: self-hatred.
0: Yeah, like I mean this. Uh, this nominee seems like a little bit brainwashed. Where you mm-hmm. want like your husband to decide what
1: you wear, what's appropriate to wear, and, mm-hmm. you know, like all like, all this other yeah. how do you, things. I, how do I how do how should I put my hair today, honey? Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, but but none of that fucking shit matters because this is going to happen. This is what we always knew would happen well, if Ruth and, Bader and Ginsburg then, died.
1: And then also, you know, uh, the, I wish the media would bring this up more because I only heard this from my brother Nino, who's like yet super... to come on the
0: split six podcast i know Nino. right <laughs> yet to probably listen to an episode
1: <laughs> so i know he's listened to the episodes i'm on so
0: all right well then you know you're probably listening to this one get the fuck on here and um uh <laughs> let's talk let's talk about you know like <laughs> let, let, let's 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 move past what's uh, inevitably going to happen. Let's talk about what the Democrats can do to either stall it or to
1: reinstate power. Well, and and so this thing because my brother is a super genius. You know, he he informed me of with this. Is he's that-
0: n- he's not on Goodwill's hunt or, or or Will Hunting's level, but he is <laughs> very determined.
1: Uh, so. Um, like I, I had mentioned, how during the last year of Obama's presidency, Mitch McConnell uh blocked a Supreme Court blocked Merrick Garland yeah. from being nominated, so, who was a very so, like so get this, very, very centrist very, Democrat, yeah, very even. centrist. So, uh, well, so the that was actually the longest stall like time there was a vacancy on the Supreme Court ever in the nation's history do you know when the second longest time was no during the civil war Damn. so that mitch mcconnell stalled on that supreme court nominee for longer than what the supreme court was nominee was stalled during the freaking american civil war and like here now, he wants to ram. Now that the situation is more in his favor, he wants to ram a nominee through in under a month and a half. Yeah, the Democrats need to like man Dude, up. Republicans are going to play dirty, as fussy, and inconvenient and obtuse as humanly possible because Mitch McConnell has proven beyond the shadow of doubt he does not deserve to be engaged honorably.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you remember when there was that, um, fucking, uh, big deal about the Area 51, like, where they had that big Facebook event? Yeah, where they were <laughs> the rush people Area Naruto 51. running yeah. into can
1: Area 51. Can we,
0: can we do something like that with Mitch McConnell's house? <laughs> <laughs> like, that'll put some fucking nerve into this guy. Like, fucking, like, I don't even know what else to do. Other Like, so the Democrats could play dirty, but that's not what our party is based off of. Well,
1: and then you don't even need it's to like, play dirty well you don't even need to play dirty you you need to you have a freaking backbone you need to be tenacious dogged and you know chuck schumer is so afraid of looking uh you know like contentious in any way that he won't do that and it's like no dude you gotta you gotta be that like rock in the way you gotta be that you know just Obstacle. Everything Mitch McConnell wants to do, you gotta oppose him and make his life as frustrating and as tedious as possible.
0: We th- so this this nomination is going to go through before the election. Mm-hmm. So here's what I. This is the best hope I can have for this. Mm-hmm. Biden has to win. Yeah, that has to be number one. Biden yeah. has to win. We have mm-hmm. to flip the Senate. Mm-hmm. We flip the Senate. We stack – because you can do this. You can add more uh, Supreme Court justices to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And then you overload it on our favor, and you um, add Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico – to yeah, declare them states yeah, exactly they so they get Democratic. representation we in get, the senate we get two yeah. more people or mm-hmm. four more people in the yeah, senate essentially the, yeah and those like, are people. you want to play dirty we can play areas.
1: fucking dirty oh, too oh no that Nick I 100% agree it's like you know it, it's like whoa 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 Republicans if you wanted to you know be you know uh, abide by the rules here the, that time passed when you allowed this nonsense to happen no no you're gonna see how how this feels coming from the other side.
0: Yeah, uh, there's even theories that like uh, they're gonna rush this person through so that when Biden wins this election, they're mm-hmm. gonna be able to challenge it at the Supreme Court in Trump's favor with all because we only have two Democratic uh, uh, people left. In
1: I their... don't remember. Like what is how many how many Supreme Court justices are there? Is there seven or nine? Um, I had that written down, and shame on me for forgetting. To write that down.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, so you didn't have it written?
1: Down. No. But e- either way, we're oh, going We shoot. already
0: are. It's already a, r- uh, a right leaning uh, Supreme Justice.
1: Uh, Your Supreme. The Supreme Court is. Uh, r- it is right leaning. Yeah. Right now, but it's important to note that some of the the conservative justices, like John Roberts, are. They are right-leaning, but they're also not brain-dead morons. And so they don't vote with what Republicans want 100% of the time. And Mitch McConnell does not want that. He wants like a mindless fanatic who will toe the party line 100% of the the time. Sounds like the handmaid.
0: As long as you want to nominate a woman who is uh, only listening to what her husband says. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
1: (sighs) Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, it's very frustrating, and I don't see... I don't really see a light at the end of the tunnel for any of this. Um, it's especially like we, like we got uh, like moving on to something else. Yeah. Um, the cops that killed Brianna Taylor just Gosh, got off. Yeah. Uh, scot free today.
1: So disappointing. Only
0: one of them got indicted on charges for randomly and, and shooting. Minor bullets Minor
1: charges.
0: Yeah. Minor charges somehow for randomly shooting bullets into random apartments next to the one where they killed Brianna Taylor.
1: Yeah. I honestly, I, I will. So, and actually, and so I, I, this this actually ties into my holdup earlier in the uh in the episode here, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, the this whole like you know chaos or you know whatever whatever you this whole incident, whatever you want to call it, that's been really a, you know put in the spotlight this year with uh police you know being caught on video like you know killing black people in this country and you know there's a lot of contention about you know defund the police and you know getting police who murder people like you know you know or getting you know holding police to like different standards to like than the rest of us are held to you know it's very contentious and you know um, I actually really think that this um, this whole incident, it to me, it's actually a lot like the pedophile scandal that rocked the Catholic Church. And what I mean by that is that, you know, like I said, I'm Roman Catholic, and there's a, a lot of good yeah, priests that I boys. know. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we won't go that far. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna play into that and like, oh, no. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll make jokes about being sexually attracted to cartoon ponies, but not that. <laughs> um, so, but, um, what I mean by that, okay, is so. There, I know I've known some really awesome Catholic priests that you know I'm close to and that I really like and respect and confide in, and uh, um, and but it saddens me that whilst this this whole like sexual abuse scandal was happening for decades in the Catholic Church, and nobody like did anything about it. And so, even though, the, yeah, there are a ton of like great, awesome people, you know, in the Catholic Church, you know, because they were unwilling to stand up and call out the rot that had taken pl- root within their organization. Once that rot was exposed by a third party, those people, those good people who were silent and did nothing about this, they share in the rots shame. Yeah. It's like, a, it's and like, the it's Catholic like, it's like, it's like church-
0: a cab. And then it's like A.P.A.P. All, pre-
1: all priests are bastards too. If they fucking had anything to, if any knowledge about anything mm-hmm. that was going on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and it's like, it died. I take no pleasure in saying this, but yeah, the, the Catholic church, 100% deserves the bad reputation it has as a result of its inaction on that Pet on on the, that this that child abuse scandal, yeah, child and rape. We just call rape. it what it is. Yes, yes, that is what it was. That it was child rape on so, a yeah, massive actually, scale, think- and that is actually a lot of how I it's very similar to how I see this current scandal rocking you know police departments across the mm. United States in that because I know there are a ton of awesome police officers out there and you know some of them I'm, I have some friends who are police officers I have some relatives you know some of them are you know distant relatives of mine but you know who are police officers and they're really good people they're really morally Upstanding, they really like want to serve and protect their communities. But so you know, it, it makes me sad to see their organization and their profession be dragged through the mud, and to see these good people, you know, be you know like ostracized in public. But. You know, these good cops, good cops out there, you have to understand that if you do not join us in calling out this rot in your organization, in joining with the black. If you don't if you do not join with the Black Lives Matter movement and calling out this, you know, legally the state sanctioned murder that is happening, like with alarming regularity you know in our country then when you, you are forced to reckon with this by a third party that you will share in the murderer's shame by your silence
0: it's not a, it's and, not it's not a it's not a, a few rotten apples it's the the phrase is <laughs> one rotten apple spoils the bunch
1: well and and, and it's like that's why you know my my holdup there in the first part was me. And I'm sorry. I swear I had more people I wanted to criticize there, but that's why my thing there when that holdup was me criticizing people who I should be, you know, or they're on my side, like environmentalists, other Catholics, you know, social progressives, because like, guys, I get it. Criticizing You know, calling out stupid people who would otherwise be your allies in a time where we all feel stressed out and worn out and want some, like, friends and a support network. It's hard. It's not fun. It's not easy. But you got to do it. Vince, here's a question. you got to do it. It's the right thing to do. And if you don't, then your moral authority is called into question.
0: Let me ask you something. Could you... Because like if you're, if we're talking in terms of um uh uh like comparing the Catholic Church to uh you know cops and whatnot,
2: mm-hmm. could
0: you practice your religion without there being a church and without there being like a state sanctioned church like type of thing
1: like could I, you still you could still get what you need from God on your own, right? i I think that the the faith would be lessened without an organized church, but yes. We could still, I could still connect to God without uh, an organized church.
0: Let's abolish the Catholic Church and let's abolish the police. Like, I mean, I don't, I think that what what's going on with uh, the police and especially the police unions and the police uh, killing of innocent black people, not even just black people, just innocent people, and have like, like, what kind of, we're not free if Mm -hmm. a cop can come Mm -hmm. to you and without question without any reason just fucking end your life yeah end your life like and get away with it yeah what the fuck is that Mm -hmm. like uh, this these Mm -hmm. these systems of oppression which you know the church and the police i guess are a little different because the church you kind of choose to be into mm-hmm. like, but like you're also manipulated and like brought in, brought up into it. Like I'm sure if you were, weren't raised the way you were, you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be seeking uh, Catholic guidance, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but police are a little different because it's like, okay, we're just born into this system that, uh, certain people, based on what they look like, are classified as dangerous and, like, shot at any kind of signs of restraint rather than where white people shoot up churches mm-hmm. and just get to be like, oh, we're going to jail, or white people rape a woman behind a dumpster. Like, oh, well, you know... He boys helped, he will has, be boys. Boys will be boys, you know? Like, yeah. like this whole system, It's it's... Like, yeah, reform sounds great and it sounds more realistic, but honestly, that's the fucking bitch way of doing this mm-hmm. like this needs to be abolished and reinvented if we want something like this to uh, exist it's so in yeah. in both aspects mm-hmm. of society like g- yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not a i'm i am not i am not ai am i am a <laughs> no, n- noted atheist mm-hmm. but like i don't i don't judge people for i well no i do judge people for leaving god because <laughs> i think it's fucking <laughs> fucking silly um you know, but um, uh, but regardless, I still respect them more than people that um want like more like want to give more money to cops, which is something I had said before. You can look up the tapes on the old Split Six podcast. I used yeah, to say, yeah. I used to say like, yeah, let's give cops more it, money, it's, and
1: it's like we were you and I, Nick, were talking about this in the first episode of the Split Six podcast that I was on. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were talking. I was talking about uh seeing racist police officer in the Dearborn Police Department, and yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I was like. Totally Totally, yeah. Give them police more funding, but I'm honestly, afraid
0: everyone's not going to be. No one's going to be susceptible to change based on like facts and like w- witnessing things. Well, like I think that's that's what the, the media has won, and the mm-hmm. media is making so much money on the entire country being split 50-50 because everyone's just getting off on owning the other side, Mm -hmm. owning the Libs, owning the Republicans. Mm -hmm. You know, when really, everyone wants the same thing uh, in terms of, like, the normal people and not the rich billionaires or the uh, media Mm -hmm. Mm corporate wants Everyone wants to make money and have a good life. Yeah. like And that's what people that work with the media are doing. Life,
1: liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Right. I don't know how this ends without a violent conflict.
1: So so and here's the so I'm actually glad you bring that up because I really feel like Joe Biden and the Democratic establishment do are not like they don't seem to understand how dangerous this whole situation is and that there is like a very real danger for this to spiral even more out of control. Cause we're talking about like a ball like removing and then re totally reforming the way we do law enforcement in this country. And inevitably that is going, there are going to be some vultures who take advantage of order's absence while that's happening. Right. And, you know, inevitably, there will be some people in law enforcement who will feel embittered and dejected from this, and they'll take that out in a very negative and quite possibly violent way. And, like, this is a, uh, a huge uh, this is a huge undertaking. This is like completely re-shingling the roof of your house. Uh, you know, like but it has to be done, you know, if there's a huge gaps in the whole of your your roof, like you can't just put a tarp over that and let it be for all time. You got to put in a new roof. And yeah, it's tedious and in the meantime, it's miserable cuz you're just lacking a roof um but it's it's got to be done or it's only going to get worse until you're forced to do it and the thing
0: is i think and, we i think we are too far gone from like uh, re-shingling the roof because there's holes everywhere well like we we have to we have to there's mm-hmm. holes everywhere and there's been water damage leaking throughout the entire house mm-hmm. like we have to burn it down and <laughs> rebuild So that's like, I honestly, I, I, I think we need a global, not even just an American uprising, mm -hmm. like a global uprising against Mm -hmm. the government, which is crazy for me to say, because I've never really felt this way in my life, but I don't know how to stop. Like, like with a democratic society, like there's always going to be ways for people and there's always going to be ways, like, even if we put checks on different Mm -hmm. uh, aspects of like, you know, the capitalists, like the Jeff Bezos coming in and finding ways to manipulate the system, Mm -hmm. like the only way to rebuild this is to just fucking n- go straight anarchy globally, or else somebody is going to figure out a way to profit off of another human being. Like, so, like, unless we are mm-hmm. governmentless across the globe, mm-hmm. maybe with like some overseer, like not overseer, like of power, but overseer of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- sh- but then you know everything's corruptible because
1: human human nature so, is to benefit yourself. So. Like uh, so, uh, anarchy is not the answer. Anarchy is just going to lead to further oppression. I don't and know about look, that. Bro. Look at look at Somalia. Like look at Afghanistan. Like Afghanistan uh, it, was like,
0: demolished because of the American regime trying to create regime change.
1: Like there's like a that it's a very anarchic area of the planet. Like. Really, like Somalia is like as close to an actual anarcho capitalist state as you can get, and that it is a terrible country to live in. Like, it doesn't work. Like, that it do- doesn't work. I, here's and a- here's the thing we, we, we can, there's no, there are exam. there are plenty of examples of good government and we need to stop pretending here in the united states that we are are there the though perfect yes tell
0: me an example and I'm, let me refute it
1: so like uh, the icelandic government
0: what, what is that an entirely white nation right
1: it's mostly
0: white yeah that doesn't work with with uh the built-in white supremacy that exists in america like where there's so, people of different color, the uh, people of they, so it, that, well, that, that works may, because so, an, that works in New Zealand too because they're an island nation which doesn't have a, a melting pot of different kind of races with different kinds of um, ethnic well, backgrounds, so different kinds actually, of fucking history. So that's
1: actually not true of New Zealand. New Zealand has its own uh, dark skinned indigenous population, and they've figured it out. Yeah. Well, N- then it, maybe it's New Zealand. Maybe that's the model. So, well, so here's the thing. So in my earlier example, when I said the roof by the roof, I mean like law enforcement. And, okay, we, no matter what, even if we're living in an anarcho-capitalist or straight anarchist society, Nick, you need some kind of law enforcement. People will inevitably band together to form militia to enforce, you know, some form of Is that any different than what's happening now, though? Well, and so... Is that any different? Like, it's not. So... (laughs) Why why like burn the house down when we can just replace one part of it that's broken? You're just creating more work to get to the same result. Because like you look at the way Europe does policing OK, most European countries, not all of them, but most of them do policing in a very different way than the United States does policing. I like would call in, that a slow burn. In, in like in, uh, you know, like in a lot of like in Britain, police don't carry guns like. You, uh, but also in like, Germany, so,
0: there's there is protest going on against their fucking um pandemic response and there's a lot of people f- waving trump flags that are fucking nazis uh, That's uh,
1: are the radical minority but okay, so well, they're allowed so, the radical minority is a loud minority so so basically like trying to think of the right the right words to use here like so we need to You know, I think a lot of European policing systems are, we could learn a lot from them because they're much more based in community engagements and, you know, Europe, by and large, has a much better social safety net. And when the the government actually does what it's supposed to do and improves the lives of its citizens, creating, a, a, you know, a, a, like guaranteed livable wages, guaranteed right to health care, right to housing, right to Internet, then good Internet access and mental health care, then... The police aren't used as like the band-aid measure to fix all these other problems that they're not even trained to fix in the first place. And the police can just be used to deal with genuinely violent criminals and malicious thieves. And that's what we need to move towards in the United States. There are examples of countries doing policing right. We're not one of them. And we need to make our police departments more... European make them better. Let's make our police departments great again. Because <laughs> what we have right now is Vince, unacceptable we, uh, and we can do it. We can Vince, make police Vince, I have to cut good you in off. this country again.
0: I have to cut you off. Uh but give the, me the, these final thoughts. Um what 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 you're suggesting sounds like just a different way of covering up the patches. No, it's but, not. It's not Okay, well we'll 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 talk about it later on the next episode of the split six that you're on. But yeah. Vince anywhere we can find you and follow you anything you want to promote. Uh, You've got like 10 seconds.
1: Just say, hey, Nick, thank you for making this podcast. Thank you for inviting me on here. I love being on here and talking about this stuff with you.
0: All right. You can find me at Nick Wigella on Twitter and Instagram. Find my other podcast Will That Suck? Wherever you can find podcasts, find my other, other podcast at 10 Dev Challenge on YouTube. And thank you for splitting six with us. Remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. We'll be back next week, probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Love you. <laughs>